Let me introduce you to this episode's sponsor. It's 97th Floor, an award-winning Moz-recommended digital marketing agency located in Lehigh, Utah, and Orange County, California. They're known for driving bottom-line value results for clients like Pluralsight, Dell, and Salesforce. Visit 97thfloor.com to learn more. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Below the Fold. I'm Jacob Perry. I've got Brandon Hassler and John Hammond here. What's up, fellas? Hi, ho. Tim the Tool Man Taylor over here, except it's his neighbor. <laughs> Is it his neighbor? Yeah, Heidi ho, neighbor. Yeah, what's his name? Wilson. Wilson. That's right. Yeah. Wilson Wilson. Wilson has played an integral part in that and also Castaway. Yes. Who's he in Castaway? The volleyball. Wilson! Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let me introduce you to this week's episode. We've got uh, quite a few current things to go over. We'll spend some time there. Then I've got a little surprise for both Brandon and John. And then, I don't know, we'll see what uh, what comes out of the show after that. Let's get started. Okay, so, John, what's hot? What's hot? All right, well, tonight we've got a good split up between myself and the Hass Man over here with some stories, but I'll drop mine first. I just have one tonight. Google and Target issue the first voice-activated coupon for Google Assistant. So this ad and this coupon was for 15 bucks off any orders on Target Express or Google Express. And it was for only a select few items. Now, no one else can actually get this coupon anymore. But the people who did actually get the code, um, it's offer available till the 21st of April. So you just like, how do you like, you just walk up and you say, hey, Google, give me a coupon to Target? No, no. So they had a specific code word, it looks like, that they were able to just type say to Google and it would give them um the ability to choose a selection of products and get 15 bucks off of that buy it right then and there what was the code word oh i don't know so you had to buy it through the voice thing uh, yeah yeah I, i'm not con- that confident in my voice assistant to be purchasing have you guys ever made purchases on like amazon echo or no but don't they don't they just like have you confirm it anyway later or something like you get an email saying uh, was this something that you uh, ordered through your voice mechanism? I think you can have it like that, but you can also have it so it's just, I need uh, new diapers, and then it's like, bam, diapers on the way. So, it, I mean, but, it's kind of like the dash thing, right? Yeah, but so, just with your voice. So how do you know? But your dash is still like, you go in and you set up your dash so that, hey, when I say I want new diapers, yeah, it, it's it order the specific, the, this brand, yeah. this quantity. That's what I'm wondering is wouldn't voice be the same way? Because there are hundreds or thousands like, of different ask, iterations on different products, how would how would Alexa or whatever know which of the thousands? Because I'll you ask want? stuff sometimes to. I don't use the Amazon Echo as much anymore, but when I have brought up stuff, I have no intention of buying, but maybe I'll say something about a product, and it'll be like, "Oh, don't have this. Would you like to buy it on Amazon?" And I'm like, uh, "Close. Stop now." Because <laughs> and it's like, what if I say yes? Is it just going to charge? Uh, my card, I don't know. So I, I'm still not in the... Uh, I feel like how it was for a lot of people when buying stuff on the internet started to become a thing and people were just very hesitant, like, no, 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 I'm going to the store to buy it. Uh, I feel like that with voice ordering. I'm not quite there yet. Even ordering a pizza, if I was like, hey, I want a large Papa John's pizza, double cheese, pineapple, mushrooms, whatever... Uh, and it's like, are you sure you want that? I'd be like, ah, uh, no, I'm just going to go online and actually fill it out myself yeah. because I just don't trust it quite yet. Well, it's interesting. Dr. Pete over at Moz said um, the the challenge for Google will be trying to get big name partners to join this program and offer incentives because he says, I can see how the, this benefits Google, but it's harder to see how it benefits Target as they have to advertise the fact that this promotion is on other channels so 
Did you know that you can test Alexa online? You don't actually need an Echo? Um, what do you mean, test it? I actually don't know. As like, we were, as you we were can talking, download Alexa on your phone, I know, yes. Not phone. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm on my computer. I'm on Chrome. But as we were talking, I was like, I wanted to test it. I wanted to be like, hey, Alexa. And then I wanted to like try to order something and see what happened. And I was like, I wonder if that happens. So while you guys were talking, I wasn't paying attention. And I went onto my computer and I typed something like use Alexa online. And I found echo, echo, echo sim.io. And I logged in with my Amazon account. So it gave this Alexa skill testing tool access to my Amazon. And now it's telling me I can either click or push down the space bar to activate the microphone, which will allow me to use Alexa via my Chrome. And now some dude in India has your Amazon login and is purchasing lots of mattresses. Lots of mattresses. (laughs) Well, let's test this. What should I order? Order a Domino's pizza. Yeah. Or do, do we not want to Extra be that specific? with pineapple. Like order a basketball. Is is, is that no, the right do command? do for cornhole, man. You're in the cornhole. That's not something I wanted broadly uh, Well, too late, man. You're in the league. Just kidding. You want a tennis racket. No, seriously. Like, let's be serious here. Like, uh, can you order Domino's? Or is that a skill that I have to... Well, Domino's would have to add that skill. Yeah. So I don't think I can add skills un- unless this is... Attached to my, my try Alexa something account. generic like tennis balls. Okay, I like tennis balls. Let's see if this works. Order tennis balls. I can see the light. Amazon's choice for tennis balls is torn a mesh carry bag of eighteen tennis balls. It's nineteen dollars and fifty six cents total, including tax. If you'd like to hear details, just ask. Would you like to buy it? No. See, even still. No. Would you like to buy it? <laughs> no. All right. I can now send more search results to Jacob's phone as an Amazon app notification. Would you like to try it? Yes. Great. More results sent to Jacob's phone. If you didn't receive a notification, make sure they're enabled for the Amazon shopping app. That's pretty cool. That is cool. You got a beef with that? Uh, I still wouldn't use it. Why not? It could be as... It gives you the option. It says, here's what Amazon's... uh, In fact, have you searched on Amazon's, like, their browser... I mean, on Amazon.com, and it has Amazon's choice. It has that little banner. Yep. That's got to be what they're pulling from. Oh, yeah. Right? Wait, let me search tennis balls on Amazon right now. Alexa says balls weird. Did you notice that? She (laughs) says, like, balls. She's British. (laughs) Like, what if you did something like a boosted board? Well, let's. Well, bo- there's only one boosted board, Amazon. right? Can, hey, you, can you even guess what? You're 19? right. Amazon's choice b- bag of 18 tennis balls for 20 bucks. Yep. They're giving bias towards Amazon Choice. Amazon Choice, dude. How do you how do you get to Amazon's Choice? Like, how do you get your product so to be chosen? The best way you do it is getting um, a trending on getting a lot of reviews going for your product as well as um, your product is selling. Um, so you're getting that buy box more consistently than anyone else. So when someone says, hey, I want to buy the bag of tennis balls as a seller, my price is the best and I have the best reviews. So you can't, you can't, you can't fake your way to that spot. No, you can um, pay extra to be like featured by Amazon, but you can't pay for Amazon's choice unless some Amazon hacker out there knows how to do that. Dude, that's got to be that. like that's got to be like ranking number one for on Google if you're Amazon's choice. It influences my decision, right? Yeah. Especially on like yeah, stuff where it's like it's I'm buying a cheaper, cable. If if it's not ba- so. I've always thought that maybe it was Amazon who goes and chooses it, but there's got to be, like John was like saying, an, an algorithm. algorithm. Yeah. And uh, I Here's like that even more. Problem, though, is then your product gets featured, it does well, and then Amazon's sweet. Uh, let's make an Amazon Basics version and put these guys out of business. Well, yeah, Google does that too. So what? Every big brand does it. Costco, Kirkland Sin- Signature. Yeah, it's just called generic. Yeah, and then Pharmaceu- everyone, pharmaceutical companies have been doing it for a long time. And then everyone just buys Amazon's, but uh, whatever. All right, so so let's see let's <laughs> see what she says when I try to order a Domino's pizza. Order a Domino's pizza. 
processing. The skill, Domino's can help you with that. Did you want to enable it? No, thanks. So it is a skill. All right. I would imagine if you're like, if there's a skill associated with it, I'll bet you a booster board does not have a skill. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And it is sold on Amazon. Is it? Let's check. Buy a boosted board. So maybe maybe we can dive into more Amazon marketing on a later episode. Amazon's choice for boosted board is boosted second generation dual plus electric skateboard. It's $1,279.93 total, including tax. Would you like to buy it? No, thanks. Boosted board is lame. Oh. Sorry. Shots fired. <laughs> I said no. She's persistent. She's a good salesperson. I don't know if she heard me say no, so hopefully I didn't Assuming just purchase Alexa's a boosted a woman. board. Well, can't you change the name or change the voice? It's like yeah, Siri. But... Like I have a guy sounding voice for Siri. Well. Isn't well, <laughs> isn't he British too? You're yeah, he's a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, I think he is. Okay, so I'm sorry, I forgot. What was the story? Just the voice activated. Target oh, that's coupon. right. That's right. So that uh, turned into a better topic than the actual yeah, topic itself. <laughs> that's uh, how below the fold works. That's right. That's right. Uh, also, uh, for those of you listening, I'm going to be introducing a new sound effect anytime it's time to move on to another topic. Here it is. Oh, I forgot. I put my uh, computer on mute. <laughs> Here it is. You recognize that? I like the Homer Simpson one better, but yes, Law and Order. The Homer Simpson one? Yep. That's only boring. If, that's only if things are boring. Boring. He does it better. So yeah, if that if that pops up, it's time to move on to, but for a different reason. <laughs> but uh, so Amazon, like I was mentioning, I think we could get in. Uh, there are agencies built, and their main business model is helping uh, people who sell products on uh, Amazon do it better. So maybe we can find someone. In fact, I may have John. Sounds like you may have one. Someone. John too. is the expert. No, I've got someone. His name is John Quincy Adams. Shut up. Yeah, the third, or the fifth, or something <laughs> like that. It's crazy. Wow. But he's good. I'll, we'll get him on. Nice. Okay, John Quincy Adams. You heard it here first, folks. You, you've been summoned. Okay. So next, <laughs> uh, next thing for. Uh, oops, sorry, that was the wrong one. <laughs> I'm still getting used to this soundboard here. Next topic. What's hot from Brandon? Oh, dang. You're on the spot. Jeez. Okay, I got a couple things here. So first one was, and this one affects me personally, and I'm quite pissed. Google is shutting down its URL shortening service. Goo.gl. <laughs> Do you guys use Google shortening at all? No. no. Uh, I use So I use it all the time for like affiliate links or all of my links and like my YouTube videos because it's ugly to put like a giant link, even whether or not it's affiliate link. What do you have against bit.ly? I don't have anything against it. Google's just so okay, easy. So why are you so pissed? Because it's not like they're discontinuing, but all the links that are there are good. Like I have to now go through all of my links. Oh, is that true? Yeah. So you Oy. up until April 13th, uh, that's the last day you can actually start uh, using it, which I don't know why you <laughs> still use it at this point, knowing this, but then they're giving people, I believe, a year after that to basically get everything in order, and then it will be discontinued. Why would they do that? That sounds completely. like that sounds like a, a service that they could just forget about. Yeah, and it just keeps. I hope I'm reading this wrong, but that's what I'm reading here from the Verge. They're focusing on uh, replacing this with Fire Firebase Dynamic Links (FDL). I actually checked it out, and it's pretty cool. Uh, it allows users to redirect to specific locations within iOS android or web apps which like on for example if we had you know below the fold.io and there was a big button in the middle that says follow below the fold on instagram we could have it linked to instagram.com slash below the fold io but it's just going to go to the web version and very very few people are actually signed into instagram on their browser they're they're signed in on the app so with with uh, firebase dynamic links you're able to link it to instagram's actual app to that specific page problem is is when i signed up for the i mean it's free to use but when i try to like actually 
link it to something. It, it was extremely complicated. I don't know if I need access to like some code in Instagram's app or if, if it only works for your own apps. But anyway, now we got to move on to Bitly. Last thing. Is that your only option? Like those are the only two URL shorteners that are out there? That's, those are the two big ones. Yeah. So it's funny. Firebase on their website kind of promoting this Google. Their example for user to user sharing is a screenshot of a wife texting her husband and his name is Boo Bear in her phone. And she says, hi, sweetheart. This should help you remember our anniversary. And it's a link to congrats. You've checked out a background image. Pretty lame example, <laughs> I think. Boo Bear. They put a lot of thought into that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like an intern took care of that. Uh, and then I got another story here. So I'm still comprehending this, but here's Wait, the headline. An- another story? Another story. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. There we go. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's your next story? Next story. This is from NBC News like 14 hours ago. Fake news. It could be fake news. Highlight or headline. <laughs> Highlight. Slack updates privacy policy. Employers can read private DMs without telling workers. So all of your private groups or one-on-one messages, uh, your employer can now download those conversations without notifying you. Apparently, they've actually been able to download private messages previously, but you were notified, um, whereas now they've updated the privacy policy um, that they can do this. But here's the thing. So only on plus plan and above. So if your company's on a standard plan, that the ability to archive and download public conversations is is available. So if you're wondering like, okay, I have a company Slack account. How do I find out if my company has access to my messages? All you have to do is just go to uh, your, gosh, basically your uh, whatever your Slack. It's like yourcompany.slack.com slash team, I believe. Wait, I'm doing this right now. Hold Tell on. me again. Hold on. Let me pull up this. I have the exact URL here um, because this article had it. So I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to do this. So you just go to slack.com slash account slash team. Slack.com slash account slash team. team. Then you sign into your company Slack account. Okay. And why, then. Why can't I do this from the Slack app? Because um, the Slack app just sends you still. Okay, I'm signed in. To this page. What's next? Signed in and then scroll all the way to the bottom. And okay. there's there's like an export setting. Yeah. What does it say? It says some private data can be exported. Oh. It says your workplace is on the plus plan. Oh, yeah. You guys are on plus. Which means owners and admins it. can export messages and files from private channels and DMs in your workplace. So our company is on the standard plan. Sounds like 90 Cent Floor is on standard. So like mine just says like they can access all public. You're on the plus. So technically... Whoever's like administrating. So how do I know who that? Oh, I do. It shows right here who the admin is. Amy Peterson, Anna Staley, Ryan Despain, Ashley Pilarito, Eric Patel, Bobby. (laughs) This is really boring. Sorry. Let me play this real quick. Okay. All right. I got it. (laughs) Uh, There are a lot of admins here that I don't even. Oh, Ian Bell is an admin. He's a he's a friend of mine. So that means I have access too. So starting April 20th is when your company can download conversations without notifying you. So um, at this point, I think they, they can still do it. It's just it's admin and owner. Is that it? Uh, I assume. Yeah. Admins owners, and owners and admins. Okay. There so are yeah, a lot. Very interesting. So uh, if you're using Slack, which odds are you are for your company and you're talking trash about your boss or complaining about company policies to another individual, you might want to be a little careful. Here's the thing is my boss, like no one in my higher management is even on this list. Man, you guys pay for plus. And is that like the entire company or is that company. just your department? It's just the whole company. Like so last, all of Vivint. All of Vivint. Last year we had a separate Slack account and then there was a big hoopla about consolidating. So we moved everything. All of our marketing channels got moved into the corporate Slack. How many account. users do you guys have roughly? I have no idea. Like, where do I even see that? Hundreds. Like, you think you have over a thousand? thousand? I probably, there's probably over a thousand. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's 1250 a month for each user. So you guys are probably spending over 12 grand just for uh, a month, a month. 
Yeah, that's for slack. That's small potatoes, man. <laughs> I would not get approval on my team to <laughs> pay for that. I mean, the standard 667 adds up. Anyway, that was an interesting story. That is really interesting. I'm going to definitely go delete all my private channels. Yeah. I'm wondering t- if they I can talk still... a lot of smack. I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> but once this podcast turns off, Jacob will open up whether that whether or not that's true, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> off the record. <laughs> off the record. Actually, you have the power to erase anything on this podcast when you edit, so... That's true. I might no, seriously, though. Seriously, this. though. Like, I can leave mine. Like, mine are super clean. I don't... If anyone wants to talk smack, I'm just like, hey. Jacob's got something smack. to say. He'll say it out loud. That's right. Uh, that, right. That's big news. Yeah, that's a good current event. That's interesting. I don't, yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about it, but I need a, I need a little sound <laughs> effect for when I actually like something. Oh. I was well, dang, kind of a, there's a, lot kind of of a pessimist there. <laughs> Cha-ching. I need to start rewarding oh, you guys with something. something. Like a nice little sound. like a Yeah, like... Cha-ching. Yeah, something nice. Or like a gun cocking. No, that's not. That's the opposite of. That's like a threat. No, that's like. It's like how locked, dare you. locked and loaded, baby. Okay, so I have uh, one. Was that other, your second one? That's my second. He's got two point five. I Wait, got are, one are other we, thing. Are we moving on? Are we moving on? Oh, okay, we're moving we're on. We're moving on. I'll get better. I'll leave this to you guys. I got. I got two things that come to mind. Neither one of them are current events. Uh, one of them is kind of a weird interesting trend is this the half story that you had oh trend this, that's this right is the half trend on happening on instagram or i have come across some very fascinating stats about youtube usage which would you like to hear it's one or the other we can't it's hear one both. or the other no, you gotta uh, the other one gets moved to another week uh, okay mm-hmm. then let's skip the youtube one yep you're skipping youtube let's go with do the i need instagram to repeat trend. myself <laughs> is that your final answer hey real quick before you go into that what do you guys think about the like? I'm looking out the windows here, and we're uh, we're in the stone sh- the Stone Sheba Studio right now. Many of you don't know where this is, but it's on University Avenue. Avenue, right? Almost. I mean, we're downtown basically, right? Like, how would you how would you describe Brandon where we're at right now? <laughs> the middle of Provo, okay. right next to no. So Delicious. Where's So Delicious? Just on the other right side, over there. Are you serious? Grab yeah, right a soda before the show, dude. I've got I've got three coupons for three free cookies at so delicious there you go man use those so we're just north of so delicious just barely on the west side of university avenue yep okay so i'm sitting here and we're looking outside of this i mean it's like a tiny little hut it looks like a place <laughs> where you'd go buy some j dogs or something in the early days or some weed <laughs> some glow sticks i would not <laughs> It kind of looks like it used to be a locksmith. Like you just kind of walk in and I kind think of... it actually was. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So if you've <laughs> ever if you've ever had keys made downtown Provo next to So Delicious, this is probably where you came. So anyway, I'm looking through these windows. Tell me what you think about it. What if we just like randomly as someone was walking by just like snagged them, pulled them in here and awkwardly put them on a microphone and asked them what they thought of a specific topic we were talking about i would love that i think that's hilarious that sounds awkward so yeah there were two girls that were walking by and i was like that would not look good that would not look good if we just like <laughs> opened this door and like pulled them in well we could ask them well, well can you come in you want to be on a podcast i would never hey, go this, into a shack see this shack right here the, we don't even have the lights we, yeah, on the right lights now. are off right now. this, this is uh, this why you asked to turn the lights off before the show nah, well you know I, it's a little bright in here we could turn them on if we wanted to to invite people into a more we should put up some like succulents or something i mean this place is kind of dark and dreary it's going through them it's going through a makeover hey there are three dudes you don't know sitting in this hut right here <laughs> the lights are off would you mind coming in here and having a little conversation with us it looks like a preteen with lots of acne in the building world so how about this if you're listening to this right now we record every thursday 5 p.m you want to be on the show show up next thursday we're going to put you on the show and ask you questions. Next Thursday. The We're going to see who the true fan is. 355 North University Avenue. There Remember, just north of So Delicious on the west side of University Avenue. And if you do show up, maybe Jacob will give up one of his swig cookies. So Delicious. Delicious cookies. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't have them with me. But, yeah, if you show up, maybe I'll try to remember to bring one. <laughs> and there's no expiration date. Okay, so, Brandon, you had an Instagram story. Yeah, so this is, not, again, this is not like a news story. I just found out about this uh, a couple nights ago because uh, I followed The Verge on Instagram. They were talking about it. Have you guys ever heard of Finstagram? 
Nope. Or like, oh, that account is totally a Finsta account. Fake Insta? I, I, I believe that's what it's referring to. So, nope, I've never heard that. So this is a apparently growing trend where people create fake Instagram accounts where they can be themselves. So, for example, you've got... Are you at Jacob Perry? Is that your handle on Instagram? I actually... No, you're no, Boca J. I think it's Boca... Yeah, Bocage. Yeah. Bocage. Sorry, I always say Boca J. That's fine. Boca <laughs> J is, like, is like... People say that all the time. So, yeah, my handle usually is my first name backwards. So, Bocage03. But there's a famous soccer player, Boca Jr. And people are like, oh, is that for Boca Jr.? I'm like, that's if you know me, you know that like soccer is literally the worst sport in the world. And I might get some flack for saying that. But when people are like, hey, is that for uh, that soccer thing? I'm like, what's what? What's soccer thing? Anyway, Boca Boca Jr. Boca J. Boca Boca Jr. 03, right? Boca J. Reminds me of the Seinfeld Del Boca Vista. I don't know. So you would create, you have your account right now, and that's kind of your public persona, cute pics of the kids. Happy it's private. Okay, it's private. That's still fair. Okay. But what people do, and especially among teenagers, and this is more uh, common among females than it is males, uh, they'll create a second account with a, like a totally different name, not necessarily a fake name. It could be like, Captain Underpants. Yeah, some type <laughs> Not of Not like, necessarily a fake name. Something like <laughs> Captain Underpants. Not like, yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, uh, Brandon Henry or something like that. I would just like, yeah, have some crazy name. Uh, and then I wouldn't use my profile picture. But then that's where I'm posting the good stuff. That's where I'm posting the selfie I'm not quite sure of. Uh, and I And I personally give access to my very, very close friends and family members. So it's like, hey, John, I really like you. Yeah, you're following me at Brandon Hassler, but uh, go ahead and follow me here. I'll accept you. This is my private account. Where is this, is this like the after hours account? <laughs> it could be, but a lot of kids use it because... Because they don't want their parents. Yeah, the trend has always been your parents start using a platform and then you move to another one. Well, now parents are on Instagram, but Instagram is so good, no one wants to leave Instagram, so they got to come up with new ways. So they, so how they do create I stay in a, Finstagram account. So accounts. they create a Finstagram, and they generally keep the the close friends... Uh, double-digit following, like super small and intimate. But uh, then it's funny, as I'm reading the story, it's like, beware of Finsta snitches. This is also a thing. <laughs> that's that's going to be the next uh, trending hashtag. Finsta snitches are your <laughs> close friends who you bring into the fold, and maybe they have a falling out, or maybe they're not as trustworthy as you thought, and they start posting your private, intimate photos into the public space. Because uh, well, it's called the Rinsta. Finsta snitches. Finsta snitches. So I like that. So anyway, I thought this was an interesting trend. It, uh, it, it's an interesting commentary on society. When I read this, I felt like this was the beginning of a like Black Mirror episode or something like that. Where I don't know. It's just interesting that we live in a society where you can't be you because there's so much pressure to have these like well polished cool accounts like well no one wants to see this they want to see this 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 and uh yeah now you can go in your political rants you can post those ugly selfies all that stuff on your finsta account so my question to you guys is do you have a finsta account do i seem like the type of person that would have a <laughs> finsta account yeah. just kidding yeah i've got like three of them <laughs> guess you would never say right unless you want to make an exclusive invite to the below the fold listeners yeah Here's my Finsta account. You know how many Finsta snitches that would get me? <laughs> I get a lot of snitches. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> you both already know about my Finsta account because you've already been invited. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Can't say it on the air. But <laughs> Anyway, folks, Finstagramming, it is a thing. If you've got kids, do you know where they are on Instagram? Better open up their phone and see if they've got two accounts to swap between. Yeah, seriously, man. I'm so terrified from when my kids are old enough to do <laughs> crap like that. This will probably be a totally different episode, but we'll have to discuss one of these shows when you will allow your kids to have a smartphone. We've talked about that. That's been a topic on the show. It has? Yeah, it's, it's been a little while. Has I mean, it changed we could, now that you're closer to... No, I doubt it. I don't even remember what I said. We'll have to go back <laughs> and find that and maybe play some sound clips and see if we've changed our minds since then. Fair enough. Well, that's my story. Okay. Is that, is that, uh, is that all we've got for what's hot? Yep. And if you ever get bored during the episode, I've got some interesting YouTube <laughs> statistics <laughs> that'll blow your mind. Uh, 
All right. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about some other things. Oh, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> I'm trying to play the sound effect, and my uh, my uh, sound is muted. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I promise I'll get better at that. Okay, Brennan, did you see the email that came in uh, for Below the Fold? I emailed him back. So tell us tell us about the interaction that you had with one of our listeners. Uh, am I on the right account? What was his name? His name is Mike Sheen or Shin or Sheen. Oh, I don't really know. love. Yes. Mike Sheen emailed. Well, yeah, I was, I emailed him back because I'd send him over and he hasn't sent him. So I was just going to wait until the next episode, but are you wanting me to like read his email? You don't have to read it, but I just like this came in. First he of emails all, in. He, want, he enjoys listening to the podcast. Why did he, why did he address you? Oh, so I assumed that he just like addressed I guess he, he said right there, email. hey, Brandon Hassler. <laughs> I've noticed that. It seems like more often than not, they address me. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> He's the know. influencer, man. It yeah. must be. Holy cow. Hey, Brandon. Ha- well, the fact that he said Brandon Hassler, I just assumed like, oh, he probably like put Jacob Perry and John Hammond and then sent him out. But No, this is this is to our uh, inbound at BelowFold.io account. But he wants my opinion, not yours. I know. That's why I didn't respond. He's got some ideas and suggestions, so... Well, I can't I, wait to hear about him. We anticipate it, Mike. Stay tuned for next episode, and we'll make a little time for our listeners who take the time to email us. Yeah, I wanted to highlight that. You know, yeah. we get an email from a listener who says he wants to contribute to the show, and I say, I welcome that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Usually it's people hitting us up uh, to try to sell Yeah, they're themselves. sales guy. Who knows? Maybe this is step one, and step <laughs> two is, by the way, I've got a service that I think would really benefit uh, the show. Probably, but hey, he started out a little bit better than everyone else. That's has. right. That's <laughs> right. Thanks, Mike, for reaching out. We look forward to your response. Okay, so I want to get into uh, I want to get into a portion of the show that I think is going to be relatively exciting. I, I, I mostly look forward to it because neither one of you have access to the soundboard. You can't tell me it's boring. Boring. Not in style, anyway. Okay, so I've actually taken some notes here, and I've created kind of a fun little uh, put-you-guys-on-the-spot kind of game. I do that from time to time. Sorry, I just dropped my pen. I had to go grab it. Time to time. From time to time, I put together together a little game. This is mostly fun for me because I usually don't have to participate and uh, sometimes look kind of dumb, which actually, you know what? I often think... You know what? This is going to create a platform for which there is risk involved, meaning I put you in a scenario. I'm just going to use a real-life example. Several months ago, we had a segment on the show where Brandon and John competed for the best headline, and we had a tool that we were using that I don't remember the name of, but a tool that analyzes headlines and gives you a score, and we wanted to see who on the spot could come up with titles or headlines that had the best score. You Brandon guys remember that? Brandon smoked me. Oh, yeah. Brandon smoked. The headline smoked king. It. That's right. So uh, as a reminder, there was no prep. I didn't tell these guys what we were going to do. I had the tool up. I just said, you have five seconds. I don't remember. Maybe 10 seconds. You have a few seconds to come up with a headline. And then I'm going to plug it into this tool and we'll see who comes up with the best headlines. So I have a similar game. This one uh, isn't specific, like there's no score, but I, I wanted to, I, I was imagining, you know, if I'm a listener and I'm listening to these guys talk about digital marketing, I don't know if they've just spent, you know, a couple hours prepping right before the show and are just kind of blown smoke based on a specific topic that they don't really know anything about. Is there a way that we could create a, an environment where I give you a topic digital marketing related, I give you 30 seconds to speak on that topic. First of all, not knowing that what the topic is beforehand, could you do it? So I give you a topic, digital marketing related. You have 30 seconds and I'm going to pull out my phone. Like, is that a question? It's not a question. Or you're just like content marketing. Yeah. But then what would I say? Anything you want. So I, I thought about maybe structuring it a little bit, like giving you a little bit of guidance, like, you know, maybe you explain what it is. Uh, and then kind of maybe some tool, just uh, really what I want is I give you a topic. You take 30 seconds to talk about it. You can say whatever you want. Just make sure that it's entertaining, educational, something people would want to hear. 
Fair enough. So how confident really testing are testing our creativity here? Not not just creativity, but knowledge, right? So if I want to listen to if I want if I'm listening to a podcast, I want to make sure that those guys know what they're talking about. So I grabbed. I've got. I, I don't necessarily have to go through all of these, but some of them are. Well, let's let's just get into it. I'm I'm going to pull up my stopwatch. Do we want to flip a coin or do we have a volunteer for who goes first? We'll flip a digital coin here on Google. Okay. So, John, heads or tails? Uh, Tails, man. Okay. So, Brandon, when you flip the coin. It actually. Is it not a heads and tails? It's got tails. Right when I said flip coin, it started flipping. He said tails and it landed on tails. Okay. So, you can choose. You want to go first or second? Uh, Let's let Hassman (laughs) go first. All right. Brandon Hassler is going to go first. As soon as I mention the topic, I'm going to hit go on my stopwatch. You're going to go 30 seconds. And then uh, maybe I'll play the law and order sound uh, that indicates that your 30 seconds is over. All right. Are you ready? Uh, nope. All right. Let's get started. Your topic is marketing automation. Marketing automation is a very interesting area of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, marketing, I've actually... Marketing automation fascinates me right now because we're in an era where, um, I mean, automation is hitting everything. And within marketing, there's there's tools to automate everything. The question really is, should I be doing? I mean, for example, there's Instagram automation tools, right, where you can automate likes and comments. That that can happen. It exists, but is it the best? So only you can tell. <laughs> I like that. All right. So is thirty seconds long enough? Yeah, it is. Because I, I felt like, like these short things. I felt man. like his first ten seconds was stalling while he was trying to think of something to sure. say, and then and then he kind of started getting into something, and yeah, I was man. like, okay, that starts. That sounds that sounds pretty good. No. And then and then the thirty seconds was over, and I was like, I may have just robbed people from some serious, seriously good information. Yeah, there. it's it's challenging us to become faster, quicker on our feet. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to use my boring sound effect too. If you start, fair enough, you know, being boring. All right, John. Okay. Yours is Google search console. Google search console. It's awesome because they just rolled out a new search console interface this past year. So things I like to use it for is (laughs) (laughs) I sound like I'm advertising for it, but um, it's great to just make sure that you can get a new sitemap index just on a technical side. I love it for making sure my site is in tip top shape. I think it, well, you got to keep going. Oh, I still got time. Yeah. You haven't heard the sound effect, dude. I'm, I'm all about efficiency, man. (laughs) Essentialism. Okay. And that's, uh, that's. (laughs) John, uh, he didn't use his time wisely. You have 30 or, seconds. Or I'd That's use the rule. It too wisely. All right, Brandon. Next topic, Reddit. Reddit is the front page of the internet, folks. Here's what I love about Reddit. Reddit is interesting because it's it's privacy, right? We talked about that whole Finstagramming. You literally have a username where no one knows where you are. But at the same time, it's the only social network where you can look at a trail of everything that person has done on there. So you leave a comment on a certain subreddit. Someone can click on your username and go back all the way since your account was created and look at every single comment and they can call you out on it. So if you change your position on something, they can say, you threw him a softball, man. Reddit. Come on. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I knew you were the Reddit guy, which Uh is why I thought I'd give it to Brandon. (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, I don't, you're active on Reddit, aren't you, John? Yeah. Brandon, are you, you're not active on Reddit, are you? Um, I'm on Reddit regularly. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right, uh, John, here's yours. Webinars. Webinars. Usually a snore fest. <laughs> I sign up for them. I listen for about 30 seconds, and I realize I could learn this faster by just Googling that topic. So, honestly, not a big fan of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was 11 seconds. <laughs> Can I add something to it? I feel like they could be great if you use them effectively to capture leads. But most of the time, I just don't find them all that enjoyable or useful in all the ex- experiences I've had with them. Brandon, take it over. Boring. I would just okay. Add that some was thirty value. seconds. I'm going to give Why you. Why are you webinar. giving me boring? I gave an honest opinion. I don't want your opinion. I don't want to take thirty seconds talking about webinars. I want. I want to know. Here's what I want. I don't. You want value. I want value. If someone's I'll give you thinking, some value. if someone's thinking, I want to do a webinar. I just told them not to. So okay, if webinars didn't work. Nobody would do them. That's true. 
Go ahead, Brandon. What do you got about webinars? My, my time's starting here. Oh, you want thir- You said you didn't want 30 Let's seconds. Let's do 30 seconds. All right, here we go. 30 seconds, webinars, go. Webinars. You actually, you absolutely need to be doing webinars. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest ROIs you can get, especially if you do it right. If you're in the market for good webinar software, you've probably looked around. There's go-to webinars, Zoom, all that stuff. Super, super expensive. I would highly recommend Webinar Jam or EverWebinar, both the same company. You can buy them both. EverWebinar allows you to run evergreen webinar funnel so you can pre-record your 45 minute webinar have a chat and it's just auto playing all the time and then people are signing up they're getting sold in your product uh i'm i'm much more for replayed evergreen webinars over live although there is a place for live but there's some good software to check out it's only like 450 bucks a year which is crazy cheap that was actually 48 seconds, but I really didn't want to stop you. All right. Whew. I was going to provide like a, value. See, webinars, they can be interesting. But I was from intrigued. a user side, it's so boring most of the time. Wouldn't you guys agree? Uh, I usually don't do webinars. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I was looking at it from a, pers- uh, like a consumer side, not a... Like, do you, don't, you don't sign up for webinars? Or you I, do, and they're always no. a disappointment. I've, I try. I always give them a second chance. And What is it about webinars... Because I'm actually looking into doing some webinars. What is it about? How do you know so much about see? webinars? Because I've done webinars with like Market Campus, did a lot of webinars oh, okay. as like a lead gen tool. So it's like, should you use an agency or build an in-house team? Check out this 30 minute uh, webinar where you can get a breakdown of all that stuff. Okay. But I'm wondering what you hate about the current state of webinars. I just feel like, is there something people can do better? I wish, like, well, it depends on the topic, honestly. Like, why don't people set up webinars like podcasts? Like, why is it always a talking head? It's just one person talking. Usually, I have some slides or whatever. But why not get, like, three or four people on a microphone and you have a webinar where they start, like, they discuss, you know, it's like podcast format. There's a webinar I would listen to. I think what most people hate about webinars is they're fluffy. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to run you through how you can set up your, your business in 60 minutes here and then they get they give super high level stuff and there's a big upsell uh-huh. at the end i think that's what people it gives webinars a bad name if you do webinars right they can be super valuable especially if you kind of put it on an autopilot system so here's what i the only thing i really think about webinars for is like when you're trying to upcycle or reproduce or, uh, your content right mm-hmm. reuse or what's the what's repurpose. the yeah repurpose that's the word i'm looking for when you're trying to repurpose content, you've got specific content that, that uh, is doing well on either your blog or SlideShare or something like that. If, if people are really engaging with it, then you can take it and create a webinar as a way of, of basically broadening your reach a little bit. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. But, hey, tell us again what the two softwares are that you like. You can just go to webinarjam.com, and uh, EverWebinar is kind of its sister product. You'll see it either way, everwebinar.com or webinarjam. Okay. Super cheap, and it's top-notch. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to John. Yeah. John, yours now is uh, – sorry, I've got to get my stopwatch back up here. John gets all the ones I wish I got. Oh, is that right? Like Reddit, I didn't have a lot of great – he probably had something good to say on Reddit. Well, well hey, I'll like, tell you I what. Got a couple things. I'll tell you what. If, if you take your 30 seconds and it's lame, I'll give it – here's another thing. <laughs> if, if, if you go 11 seconds and you run out of things to say, I'm going to stop you and give it to the other person. How's that? All right. All right, John, here we go. Yours is stumble upon. Stumble upon. (laughs) So pretty much what it is, it's a website, for those of you who don't know it, that you can read articles and any general interest, and you can just keep circulating through articles. It's it's pretty much a mindless death trap of content. As an advertiser, how do you stumble upon? Whoa, whoa. I I was going to say something totally different. Okay, fine. I was going to say, if you have an agency... That is doing work for you. And they're like, dude, check out how much traffic we get to this blog post. You better damn well open up Google Analytics, filter it down to source, and make sure that's not coming from StumbleUpon because that's an old <laughs> trick in the book <laughs> to really fluff your numbers is just to throw you know two-cent traffic towards your website. So don't use StumbleUpon as an advertiser. It's a waste. You think it's a waste? I think so. Do you think there's ever a scenario... In which stumble upon would be a good idea. I've thought about this and I cannot come up with a scenario. Like who uses? I, I've never met anyone in my life who actually uses stumble upon. 
I use StumbleUpon. Like, as a person? Yeah, as a user. I don't believe you. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you type in, like, StumbleUpon.com yeah, and when I, you're bored or something. Yep. <laughs> wow. You're the first person I've ever met. Why first haven't you come forward? I've known, I've known you for, like, six years. StumbleUpon. So, the only time I ever actively used StumbleUpon was I had an internship, and they literally had nothing for me to do. So I got into StumbleUpon, and that was the only time I ever used it, just to kill hours. Dude, StumbleUpon is addicting, man. Their slogan is, discover the best of the web one click at a time. It should be, are you bored? Come look at some ads with us. What do you think Reddit is, man? Reddit's natural, man. Reddit is amazing because it's a <laughs> it's a self-governing governing community okay well stumble upon it has a thumbs up and a thumbs down so if you don't like things the longer you use it the more it learns what you like and dislike and it just feeds you this awesome stuff do i dare log in with my facebook account i don't know just do whatever you want okay moving on (laughs) brandon yours is lead scoring i don't even know what that means all right john yours is lead scoring (laughs) lead scoring is like a way to rank prospects against he just Googled it. What is this, this like? Guy. You got the rich snippet for Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. well, let me let me talk to it the listeners real quick. Let me talk to the prospects. listeners real quick. If you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I don't know if these guys know what they're talking about, let me just confirm to you that we don't. Okay, moving on. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> reputation management. If you work at a co- company like Vivint, reputation management is a must. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Reputation management, a lot of people think about it like, oh, my company is a good company. Uh, we do a good thing. They, they tend to think of scam companies. But the reality is any company doing good work, you're always going to have bad stuff out there. Uh, and so you need to make sure that you're you're paying attention to the negative reviews. Not that they're – I'm not – I'm just – <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. You've got eight seconds. What do you got? Reputation management – Good way to get uh, clean results is build links to third-party websites that talk positively about your website. Okay. Can I recommend a software? Sure. Opinion. Competitor to... That's opinion with two eyes. Yes. Competitor of podium. Super cheap way of kind of assisting with Bolstering up your your online reviews. Correct. So we've talked a little bit about reputation management. I'm going to take a couple minutes here just to reiterate some of the things that you guys have, have touched on. There are different. There are three different types of reputation management. We've talked about this on the show in previous weeks. One, there's SERP management, right? That's on Google's result, results page. If, if someone types in your brand name, your company name, and there are results that you don't want them to see, whether it's Yelp, whether it's a, a lawsuit, it do, just anything you don't want them to see, there are things that you can do to get that off of that first page. That's, that's reputation management on the SERP. The second way is through online reviews, and that's through companies like Opinion, Podium, where you use their third, third, uh, third-party platform to send out invitations to your customers to invite them to leave reviews uh, on your on your accounts, whether that be Yelp, or uh, sorry, I don't think they do Yelp, Google Plus, not Google Plus, Google My Business, Facebook, Consumer Affairs, uh, BBB. You just kind of uh, uh, set it up that way. The third reputation management kind of leg is social, right? So social media is where people go to talk about your business to their friends, not necessarily trying to, I mean, you can, a lot of people use it as a way for people to contact the company themselves, but uh, there are social listening tools like Nuvi, which is a a local company here in Utah, where they do social, social listening, and you can use that to kind of gauge the sentiment around what people are talking about your business in. So there's also Google alerts, Google alerts, free tool. Make sure you're monitoring your company name. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. That's kind of variations of your company as well as your competitors. So that's, so that's interesting. That's anything that's indexable. Nuvi fun fact, even though they do social listening, they can also listen through RSS feeds. So if people are talking about your business through blogs, it'll pick that up as well. Okay. We got a few minutes here. Uh, Who's next? I think it's um, I think it's mine. Okay, Let's John. Start. Uh my phone keeps going to sleep, so my timer keeps going to sleep. All right. Next one is storytelling. Storytelling. The best brands and the best products and the best marketing is done through storytelling. If you can tell a story, then you're doing marketing right. Too many companies focus on the what and the how instead of the why of 
their product or their mission or their company. So if you can start by telling a story through the why, then you're doing why-based marketing and that's what truly moves the needle. Simon Sinek, look him up, TEDx Talk, or his book, Start With Why. Changed the way I think about stories. Dang, John. That was pretty good. Thanks, the last man. half was Finest way better hour. than the first half, for sure. I love hearing resources. What's the guy's name again? Simon Sinek. Seriously? Simon Sinek. Awesome, awesome. TEDx, um, and then just read his book as well. Okay, Brandon, your turn. I have two topics left that we're going to go through, and then we'll oh boy. we'll kind of wrap up here. The next one is site search. Site search. Okay, so here's something interesting about site search. This is probably not what you're looking for, but uh, most websites have a site search, and you're probably wondering, how do I find out what people are searching on my website? Because it's just a basic WordPress site search. Well, what you can do is go to your website, actually search something, and look at the URL that's in there. It's probably something like yourdomain.com slash search, question mark, whatever the actual search term was. So now go into your Google Analytics and... Okay, so keep going because there's more I want to talk about here too. Go into your Google Analytics. Go to the uh, behavior section, I believe. It is. Break down site content, all pages, and then filter it down by question mark, search, equals... And then just do that or whatever the parameter is. And then you get a big list of all of the terms that people are searching for. And that can help you create new content, uh, whether it's around different questions people have or, or, or different needs. So you that's actually skipped a hack. step. You actually have to turn site search on in Google Analytics. And that's through the settings. And then, and then there's yes. a, just one little uh, field there that asks you what the parameter is. So, so when that's you, the official way of doing it. Yeah. Oh, you you're just telling people to do it some well, unofficial way. That's actually way. a newish feature. It's not that new. It's not. That's why I say newish. Anyway, most of the time, it's it doesn't actually say search. It says something like yourwebsite.com/slash s uh, uh, or question mark s equals, and then the search query. And what it asks you in that field in analytics is just to put the one character or however many. I mean, it, it may be more than one, but in this case, it's s. And you would just put the letter S in that field. You'd hit apply. And then it would automatically pull all your search queries in there. But Brandon, you also talked on, uh, uh, touched on something huge. And it's content ideation. Yeah. And it's not necessarily... There are two ways to look at this. One is through what people are searching. If people are searching... And it, it'll give you volume, right? If you see things kind of crawl to the top and you're like, wow, uh, I should build more content on this. But the biggest tool when it comes to content ideation is isn't the results that pop up from a query it's the results that don't pop up because there's a section in there that show you every query people put in that show up zero results so basically it's saying hey here are the keywords that people are putting into your website and you have no content that pops up in search so you have some message that pops up uh zero results found try refining your your query or whatever yeah. Uh, so when it comes to content ideation, that's huge. Uh, you could take it a step further. We actually use a, we use a software called Swift type and you can just find that by SwiftType.com. Swift type is a third party engine because word, if you're on WordPress, WordPress has its own engines, but it's kind of wonky. It's not the greatest. Google got kind of got rid of theirs for everyone who's not paying for a premium Google thing. And that's Google's, uh, site search wasn't the greatest either it, yeah it wasn't swift type is pretty cool they have their limitations but uh they're they you can build your own engine you create logic you can, it's actually pretty cool because i'll use vivin as an example if someone goes on and types in doorbell camera we we can go in and see how swift type like default logic organizes the serp on our website but if we don't like that like if our product page doesn't show up first we can just click and drag it to the top. So anytime someone searches doorbell camera, it shows whatever we want. What's even more cool is uh, we can kind of create our own SERP, kind of mimicking Google. So if we have uh, special promos or offers that we want to offer, we can we can put those in kind of the ad space where you just have like a little space that's temporary. It has a little banner and it says limited time only for the next two days. You can get $50 off or whatever. Um so it allows you some flexibility there. Site search is so fun. It's so fun. It's almost like having access to your own little piece of Google. Fun fact about site search. It's, uh, it's variable on how many people use site search depending on industry. But 
one of the coolest things about site search is that when people search from Google, so if they're an organic, if, if they come through organic traffic to your website, they're way more likely to use site search on your own website, right? So search begets search. And another fun fact is that what they typically type into Google to find your website often is what they use to search your own website. So you're kind of getting access to the not provided by having site search. But if that's the case, then you don't have a very good user uh, journey because if they find the page through Google and it's not what they're looking for, then you know you need to fix something. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay, so that's site search. John. Yeah, man. Last one here. Let's see it. Am I using that too much? I feel like I'm using that too much. (laughs) Okay, last topic. Google Keyword Planner. Tell me when. No, go, man. Go, okay. Google Keyword Planner is a tool created by Google. It's a great, easy, fast way to look up keywords, see the search volumes, and general interest for it. Um, I actually like to use other tools like Ahrefs or SpyFu to gather keyword research. SpyFu on more of a PPC side of things for paid ads and Ahrefs for an organic side. Um, The problem with Ahrefs, though, is it is a little bit more expensive. You have to pay for credits, whereas SpyFu, you can get a lot of data and their database is always growing. Good job, John. I thought that was pretty good, too. Uh, I have a couple things to say about keyword planner. It is a little outdated. I feel like the trend is that people are kind of going away from it, but one of my favorite things in keyword planner, which you can find elsewhere, but I, I don't know if I'm kind of a fool for saying this. When you talk about cost per click, I'm not sure anyone has more accurate data than Google because anywhere else is more of an estimate. Is that right? True. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So, I mean, they may be accurate, but but cost per click. Brandon, can you tell me the value of cost per click from an organic standpoint? Cost per click just gives you a good idea of, obviously, the competition is what people use it as, as kind of an indicator that, okay, this is pretty um, a competitive search term. But the other thing that some people don't think about is that it also shows that this is a keyword where a lot of businesses believe there's money to be made. And so the reason people are bidding $80 a click is because there's a lot of money to be made from that keyword. So that's a good indication that, okay, this is a keyword that can send us a decent chunk of revenue. The word that I often use is intent. Mm -hmm. Cost per click gives you intent. If the keyword is more expensive, it means it's more likely that that person will convert, meaning they're a higher intent lead. So when you talk about like the personal injury space, lawyers are spending over a hundred dollars per click right it could be upwards of 180 dollars per click on a personal injury related keyword because lawyers are willing to pay that much because those keywords are high intent leads meaning they will likely make back way more money if they capture that lead and because it's kind of in volume you have so many people bidding on these words you know that if you're spending, if, if sorry, not you, but from an organic standpoint, if you look at cost per click and you organize, I mean, this is kind of a very fundamental uh, way of looking at things. But if you just look at cost per click, you make a list of those high intent keywords. Those are likely going to be the high competitive keywords as well on the organic side. But sometimes it's worth it to go after that. Fun fact, personal injury, current cost per click is $47.90. Hey, that's a steal. By the way, I can see five people about to walk by the studio if we weren't out of time, I'd send John out there to try to snag some. On the opposite side of his, uh, the keyword or the phrase, how to survive a zombie apocalypse gets almost 4,000 searches a month, yet the cost per click is only 91 cents. Well, yeah, like w- what are people selling? Like, I, w- well, I want to know who's paying for those clicks. It illustrates, I, I would imagine that's a, a somewhat competitive keyword because there's a lot of content going for that. But there's it's it shows that this isn't a keyword that's going to make you money. Yeah. Unless you're smart about it. Okay. So that's the segment where – what's the name of that? I didn't even come up with a name. But uh, <laughs> on the spot marketing challenge of the week. On the just spot. Just describe it in 30 seconds. The hot segment. seat. Marketing hot seat. Marketing hot seat. That's way better than what I just came up with. All right. We are out of time. If you've enjoyed this episode – we encourage you to leave a review on iTunes or any other podcasting platform that you listen on. 
If you want to get in touch like Mike did, you can email us at inbound at belowthefold.io. Alternatively, shoot us a tweet. You know, I always talk about tweeting us. Do we even monitor Twitter? I haven't. I've been doing Facebook. Hit us up on Facebook. We need to update the imagery on that. Okay. Uh, That's the show this week, folks. Until next week, we'll see you below the fold. Catch you on the flippity flip.